Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice, and I I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. How are you doing? How are you feeling? It's getting hot up here in upstate New York, and I'm so excited to go swimming in the swimming hole and just have a fun summer. I hope that you have some fun things celebrating the change of season coming up, just making some new kind of rituals. I really love planning new rituals as we create our higher self life. I really like to think about, okay, what are the things that bring me joy? How do I cultivate more of that in my life? How do I prioritize more things that make me smile? I think we sometimes get so focused on our career and even our relationships and making sure all of that is good because we know that when that stuff is good, we feel happy. We oftentimes forget about the little things that really bring us moments of joy and how we can bring a bunch of little things, little changes in our life that equal out to make some really big differences in how we feel. So don't forget to do all of that fun stuff, whether that's, you know, going down a slip and slide or whatever it is that you do in the summertime. All right. So this week's episode, we're going to be talking about relationships and navigating difficult topics um, and having conflict in relationship about stuff that is pretty heavy. So I know that when we talk about things like race or gender or politics in a relationship, and when we come from different places, sometimes it can really feel hard to feel seen with each other. So let's get to the question and get to it. Hi, Bunny. I'm writing after what feels like the hundredth fight with my partner about a specific issue, and I'm sure it won't be the last. He is generally a really kind and supportive partner, and his actions have shown me more love and acceptance than any relationship I've had before. But sometimes our values and politics don't align in a way that hurts me. 
I find it confusing that I've been treated worse by previous partners who do share my politics and tend to say the right thing. In contrast, my partner now is usually very present and giving me a sense of reciprocal love and care that I haven't had before, but we still have this issue. Every now and then he says something which feels misogynistic or queerphobic and I get very hurt and try to address it. Sometimes it helps and we can grow through different understandings together, but often he digs his heels in and even if he apologizes, the same sentiment will likely come up again eventually. He definitely experiences his own struggles, particularly with racism and classism, which I don't experience being white and middle class, but he tends to deal with it more by saying things won't change and it's better to keep his head down and not draw attention to himself. He often seems to judge people harshly and at least particularly blame people for their negative experiences if he believes they could have avoided it somehow. This is often really painful for me as a survivor of domestic and sexual violence. I have often reassured myself that we can continue to grow and understand each other and remind myself that his actions are much kinder than his words sometimes are, but I'm worried that I am repeating a pattern of choosing partners who don't really respect me, particularly as a femme and queer person. I don't know whether to persevere and keep trying to expand the intimacy that we have and that I really cherish to hopefully understand each other better in the future or to make the painful choice to walk away if our values are so different and I'm hurting as a result. Thank you again for all that you do and for sharing your love and energy with the world. Hi, sweetheart. I'm so sorry that this has been a painful and confusing part of your relationship. And to be very honest, I can't tell you whether or not you should stay in this relationship because that's not my choice to make. But what I do know is that in order for a relationship to be sustainable, both people have to be committed to their own inner growth. Whether that is about unlearning their societal bias, healing from their trauma, implementing self-care, and or cultivating joy and peace in their life. And the purpose of this healing isn't just for personal gain, it's also for the collective. When we change our consciousness, we are taking our part in the shifting of collective consciousness to one of love and thus being part of healing the world. I gather since you listened to this podcast that you've already been thinking about this stuff, that you've already been working on yourself. You're already on this path. You've spent a lot of time building your awareness and that's why you have so much awareness about your relationship patterns in the past. And of course you don't want to repeat the same mistakes. In every relationship, there is going to be conflicts. In every relationship, your wounds will rub up against the other person's wounds. Because even if you're working on your healing, healing is a practice, not a goal. Just because we are aware of our triggers doesn't mean we don't still get triggered. Just because we are unlearning our learned hierarchical beliefs, our LHBs, doesn't mean we won't have days where our fat phobia is coloring our perception or capitalism tempts us to feel resentful of a peer's career success and stuff like that. The healing isn't about totally getting rid of it because we live in a world that is constantly reinforcing that hierarchical belief system. It's about bringing awareness to it so it doesn't unconsciously run our life. Now, another important part of staying on that healing path is cultivating relationships and an environment that is supportive of it. 
That doesn't mean surrounding yourself with people who will always agree with you or even people that never trigger you because it's in those moments where we can often have our biggest healing lessons. It means being in relationships where you trust that that person genuinely wants to be as supportive of your healing as you want to be of theirs. Relationships where both people have compassion for each other's wounds, even if they don't necessarily know what it feels like to have them. When you said in your letter that your partner's way of addressing issues around racism and class is a perspective that things never change, that is completely understandable to me because when you live in a world where there is so much evidence that things aren't changing, it makes sense that you think things will never change. Where it's one story after another of the violence and injustice of racism. When I hear things won't change, I hear a coping strategy, a protective shield from the emotional heartbreak of hopes being dashed, and the shock of trauma being less drastic when you're already expecting those awful things to happen. And keeping your head down is not only about literally trying to stay safe physically, but also about not opening your heart and letting yourself be emotionally vulnerable because it feels too risky. And so when it comes to your wounds, your trauma, the abuse that you've been through, when it comes to issues around misogyny or homophobia, showing less compassion can more or less be an extension of that same coping strategy. In other words, if I have to keep my head down, so should they. If I don't complain, why should I have to listen to their complaints? If I'm not addressing my wounds, why should I care about anyone else's? In other words, I don't think your partner in his mind is disrespecting you or even not caring about you or what you've been through. I think it's a difference in perspective of the world and how to survive in it, how to be okay in it. You two are in very different places in your healing. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. This isn't about being better. That's just another hierarchical belief. But I do think it's hard to cultivate more intimacy when you're not on the same page about these very deep aspects of your wounds and what your approach to those wounds are because it makes it much harder to know how to support each other. And a relationship is about support. And that's why your partner keeps making the same mistakes of hurting you with his unaddressed issues, his unaddressed misogyny, his queerphobic remarks. What you deserve is a partner that is committed to supporting your healing. Someone you can feel is a safe space. Someone who isn't re-traumatizing your wounds over and over without taking accountability for needing to change. It's one thing to say you're sorry over and over again. It's another thing to actually change your behavior. I think that you've been really patient, really compassionate, and really understanding for where he's coming from. And just because you have a pattern or a history of people mistreating you in your past doesn't take away from the strength and the gift it is for you to be such a loving and compassionate person, to be a forgiving person, to be an empathetic person, to try to see it from their, from their perspective. You're not in control of other people's behaviors, but don't turn that into a problem that you have because you love people too hard. 
Don't blame yourself for other people's limitations. Often people talk about compatibility in relationships when it comes to whether or not you want to have kids or what your tastes are in music or art. We don't often think of compatibility when it comes to our healing journeys, but it is such an important part of building intimacy You can love someone and have compassion for what they've been through while also realizing that the relationship isn't healthy for you, isn't helping you heal. This isn't about anybody being too good for anybody else. This isn't a competition of who has the worst trauma or whose wounds matter more. This is about taking accountability for your own healing and taking care of yourself and putting that first because you have to in order to be a loving person in this world. You have to prioritize that. And if this is a relationship where that becomes unsustainable, then that, I believe, is a real issue in compatibility. That, I believe, is a real reason to take a separate path. So if you continue to try to get your partner to address his stuff and he is unwilling, then I don't see how you two can keep growing together. I hope that he also gets the healing that he needs and feels more hopeful about the world. Because although it is so easy to focus on the things that people do that are wrong and the ways that people hurt each other, we cannot forget that there are so many people out here who are interested and only care about love who put love first, who want a better world, who want to do right by people, who keep working on themselves, who have serious compassion for people's struggles, who want to understand. And we have to hold on to that because love needs to be loud. Otherwise, what's the point, right? Just throw in the towel? No, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to show up with as much love as we can and to help people see the light in that love. All right, babe, I'm I'm sending you so much love. Take care. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know, the other day I was watching this episode of Queer Eye, there's a new season. And to be honest, there's some aspects of that show that I'm like kind of not that into, but then there's moments where I'm super into it. And there's this 
episode, no spoilers, but they had um, somebody on there who had been through some serious tragedy. And I was just crying, 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 thinking, why, why did this have to happen to this person? Why did they didn't deserve it? I just don't understand why these bad things happen to people. It just feels so, so unfair. And then I remembered that we can't control always what happens to us. But what we can do is is use what happens to us as an opening to bringing more love in our life. Just because bad things have happened to us doesn't mean we don't deserve love. But we are the ones who let that love in. Nobody can take that away from us. No amount of suffering can take away our ability to let love in our lives. And it's understandable that people feel hopeless in certain circumstances, absolutely. And we can never understand the suffering of all people for sure. But I do know that love never goes away and it's everywhere. It's in the sunshine, it's in the flowers. It's in your friends, it's in the smiles, it's in the acts of kindness, the compliments, the gestures. It's in the creativity, the music, the beauty, the imagination. All of this magic that exists in our world. Life is very, very fragile and we don't have the answers to why everything happens the way that it does. But we do have the answer when it comes to love. And we know in our hearts that when we are connected to it, amazing things happen. And we actually get to enjoy this moment that we have here, the time that we have here. And we don't throw it away. All right, babes. So do the things that help you feel that. Let that love in. Don't waste another second. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you soon. Bye.